thanks for tuning in to our first Uncovered for 2022 and welcome to Lydia Gentle in the podcast chair. As BMA's Peak Downs Mine Maintenance Manager, Lydia has been named a finalist for the Exceptional Women in Queensland Resources Award, adding to her long list of credentials. Congratulations, Lydia. You have a super interesting backstory, so we have lots of questions to get through today. So let's get straight into it. Okay, no Firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into mining. So that was really my, my first start into mining. Um, I designed some of the, the rail receivables and the stockholes at, well, at the time it was um, the Central Queensland Port Authority. I then, yeah, spent a few years working overseas, um, came back, got into oil and gas, which was offshore um, near Gladstone, and then from there joined BHP about six years ago. Um, so been in mining, yes, for most of my career. Um, which has, yeah, been, been really good. So what sort of roles did you have overseas? I know we always, you know, as a kid, you always dream of leaving Moranbah and getting out and going overseas. What jobs did you do over there? I actually worked as a structural engineer, uh, which is pretty exciting because we were designing a new high-rise building um, around a heritage-listed, uh, I guess it was a church that was over 800 years old. So it was quite something a little bit different, but having to take into account also the different standards and working in different countries. And I guess you, you know, learn important skills that you can use, you know, in, in any part of your career. Oh, I definitely got thrown in. Whoop. You know, you train at university to understand the Australian standards and then you go overseas and you have to work to a completely different set. It definitely teaches you and gives you that motivation to, to want to learn something different. Yeah, that's right. And so you have been nominated for a prestigious award in your sector. You know, that's really exciting to be recognised for all the work that you do. And so what do you think awards like these mean for women in mining? Oh, I think it really enables us to, you know, highlight what we can achieve. Um, and I think it also, you know, especially having those role models for younger people, which I really try to do. So in myself, in my career, I've always tried to be that authentic leader where I put my personal integrity first, you know, have that ethical purpose. I really never try to lose sight of my core values and principles. And I really hope that makes me a, a good leader. Uh, which has enabled me to, you know, to, to build really good teams. And I think people get a sense of that. So the more that you can have the role models, which is someone that they can relate to, you know, especially having, having those core values, um, I think that really encourages more people to join the profession. Yeah, that's right. And so what does a typical day look like as a mine manager at Peak Downs? <laughs> Every day is different. Some mornings I wake up and, and 
know, Holly Good equipment's broken down, so I'm just on, you know, firefighting uh, duties, trying to get equipment back into into service. But, but really what I do is I look after all aspects of uh, maintenance for Pete Downs. Um, I guess my role is really about moving bottlenecks for my team, you know, assisting them to, to solve the issues. But it's really also about challenging my team. You know, how can we improve? How can we work safer? How can we be more cost-effective? Um, and really just trying to enable them to do the best that they can do as well. And so you live on the Gold Coast, which is really removed from Moranbah. I can't even imagine what it's like to, you know, spend one week in Moranbah, one week on the Gold Coast. How do you balance that fly-in, fly-out workload? Uh, I have very good time management. Um, so I normally am on site at least four or five days a week um, and, and then just come home for the weekend. So for me, it's really about being present when I'm home, especially having a young family. You know, breakfast and dinner time, I do try to turn my phone off so I can, you know, ask about their day and see what they've got planned. But it is a juggle um, because you want to be a good mum. You want to be really good at your job as well. So for me, I have a really good motto that I use and it's called uh, 10 seconds of guilt and move on. So, you know, sometimes it will fail. Sometimes I will get things that are not quite right. I take the 10 seconds, go, oh, I should have done that better. Uh, and then it's just about, you know, getting over it and moving on because we're all human and, and we all make mistakes and we just need to learn from it. Yeah, that's a really good mindset. And, you know, you are their role model as well. So you see their mum working hard and, and achieving and I'm sure they'll grow up and be the same. I guess mining, I don't know, I know myself, when I think of mining, I think it's a male-orientated workplace. Do you feel supported in the in a mining career as a woman? Look, I never got into mining knowing it was a male-dominated work, um, workforce. I, I kind of just started and went, oh, yeah, there's not many females around. Um, so for me, it, it was more about, you know, coming into any situation um, you know, with, with that learning mindset, it's, it's having that passion and enthusiasm for what you do. Um, and, and I think with that, then, then people will always assist and support you because you, you're coming in there with the right mindset. Um, so I think I have always been supported, but I guess in turn, I've always tried to support those around me um, and just learn from every situation. Yeah, so just support as an individual, which is, you know, always important in a workplace. Yeah, um, so I've, I was reading up about the Gold Coast Mining Network, and that sounds really interesting. Can you tell me a bit more about, about that? Yes, so the Women in Mining and Resources um, started a chapter late last year on the Gold Coast. And if you actually look at the Gold Coast, it was founded on quite a, a large sand mining background. Um, so it's great that we are starting to see um, the, the Weimark chapter open up here because the Gold Coast is, is a popular location for FISO workers. Um, so the chapter, or the Weimark chapter, acts as a form of support, not only for, for women in the industry, but also any partners and, and family. Um, Joanne Bergerman, she leads the Gold Coast chapter, and, and she was a Gold Coast local. Um, and then she's really looking at building that strong community of people here that work in resources to, you know, support the diversity uh, and inclusion that, that we have in mining and, and for those that live here on the Gold Coast. We're pretty excited to, to be part of that. Yeah, so it's a really great support system. Yep. Have those people around you. Have your people. Yeah. So what's next for you? What you know, you have a very impressive sheet. So uh, what's next for Lydia? Oh look, I love to be out and about. Um, I love to be out and about. I love to 
to never stop learning. Um, you know, for me at the moment, I just want to continue my current role. I really want to embed some of the great practices and improvements that we've seen. Um, you know, focus on developing my team. I am going back to university for my fourth degree next month. Uh, I think that just shows that I, you know, I never stop learning. But look, I honestly think anything is possible. So, so not sure what will be next. I also am a lover of lifelong learning. I'm doing a bachelor uh, diploma, a cert, and um, a HR compliance course at the moment. You know how sometimes you're like, how do I get myself into this? <laughs> you know, I think lifelong learning is one of the most important things we can do. Uh, yes. Um, I think, you know, you're never too old to learn. It's just, it's just something that interests you. Um, yeah, oh, I absolutely love it. And it's all aspects. It doesn't have to be formal learning. Now, it's, it's every day that you can learn from just seeing someone, you know, do a task a bit differently. Yeah, and just stepping out of your comfort zone. Like, I know that is uncomfortable sometimes, but I think it's the best teacher. Yeah. So how do you go about encouraging your team members to upskill? Oh, to me, yeah, as you can probably gather, development um, and learning is really important for me, but I think it's also important that you do try to have a career plan. Um, you know, something probably in the next, two to five years, so you can go, look, where do I want to get to next? Um, and I've always used the grow model with my team, um, and it's really simple. So, well, what are my current goals? So where do I want to get to? What is the reality of where I'm at? Uh, what are the options? And then what is the way forward to enable myself to get there? Um, so I think using that model, it's just a really simple tool that uh, enables you to work out where you want to go and the steps that you need to get there. And so if I was a BHP employee, is that easy for me to kind of access and, and get assistance with upskilling? Yes. So BHP is excellent. We've got a very good um, development network. Uh, there's a lot of tools and resources that have been developed that enable you to look at, you know, not only yourself as an individual, but also if you're already a team leader, you know, what are those skills that, that you need? Um and it really, you know, BHP always really encourage people to continue that learning. Um, and they have the network. It doesn't really matter, you know, what stage of your career you're at, you know, what is the entry pathway that you came from. I think there's so many different aspects, you know, not only in BHP but in mining in general uh, that you can look at and pursue. Excellent. So if I was a female school leaver and I wanted to pursue an apprenticeship with BHP or any kind of mining career, what what would you suggest would be something really important that they should do? Oh, I think definitely do it. We've just um, had eight female engineers, uh, sorry, eight female apprentices have just joined BH or peak downs. And for me, I think it's just about knowing what you enjoy. You know, what is the trade that you're interested in? Now, is it electrical? Is it mechanical? Um, and then looking at what are the options there. And, and sometimes you need a few steps to get to where you want to go. But I think if you, you know, for anything that you do in your career, find something that you love, find something that you enjoy doing, and then you'll never have to work a day in your life. Yeah, that's how I feel in my role. <laughs> but it's not work so much as it's just my second home. That's it. And what about uh, young women who want to enter like an engineering degree, like going into uni? Uh, well, that's the pathway that I took. Again, highly encourage um, anyone to get into engineering as well. We are seeing probably not as many women join engineering. I think it's been pretty stagnant around that 13% for the last few years. Um, just be mindful that you will have an amazing career. Like I've, as I said, I've got to work all over the world on you know, some remote places, really challenge myself. Um, and I think any form of you know, training or education that you do after school, a 
you to, to really be on that right set, the right, right pathway to your career uh, and learn to yeah, highly encourage engineering as well because it is just a good profession that really enables you to get into to any aspect that you want to go down. Yeah, there's so many different pathways, isn't there? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You'll have to come to the high school and have a chat to them. Yeah, and I definitely um, would enjoy coming to to the high school. I, I do a lot. Well, I have done a lot in past at schools because it was actually my math teacher at high school that encouraged me to be an engineer. So, you know, it's really important to have those people from the industry, I think, come and visit and just explain, um, you know, to the upcoming generation what they do. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and as a finisher, I've been asking random questions of my interviewees this year. It's a little bit of a challenge I have just to lighten uh, the the interview. So my question for you is, what is your guilty pleasure? Ice cream. Oh, no ice cream. I have a bowl of ice cream every night. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, especially in this um, heat. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> in the winter, I'll still take it. <laughs> It doesn't matter about the temperature. You just eat it every day. Do you have a favourite flavour? Uh, I do like plain vanilla some days, a bit of Milo on top. Uh, but I do love caramel and macadamia as well. Ah, good old Milo. You can't get Milo overseas very uh, easily, can you? No, it tastes completely different. We did try to get it when we were in the UK. It's very sweet. It's not like what it is here. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast today. It's um, yeah, been great to have your insights. Likewise, Brianna, and, and all the best with um, yeah, all the training that you're currently doing. <laughs> yes, if I can make it. So I'm just adding a little insert onto the end of this podcast. Since I have chatted to Lydia, she has taken out the top award of Exceptional Women Winner at the Women in Mining and Resources Queensland Awards in 2022. So a big congratulations to Lydia, who's really a trailblazer and champion for women in the industry. So thank you, Lydia, and thank you to our listeners. Be sure to share and tell your teammates and friends about this conversation and our other Uncovered Conversations which are available on SoundCloud and anywhere that you can get podcasts. Transcripts are also available in the show notes. Take care and stay well.